The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. all of you intentional spirits. Wow, don't I look forward to having this hour with you. I'm telling you, especially with all the different energies coming at us throughout the world. I love knowing that on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to be connecting with so many of you that are living the intentional path. So let's set some parameters to write that right up front. There's a big difference between people with intentions and people that are intentional. People have good intentions. Think about, you know, people that have New Year's resolutions. And I know I've had them before as well. We have good ideas. We have good thoughts. We write them down and we say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to change my life or I'm going to get a new relationship. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to gain 20 pounds. I'm going to quit smoking, you know, blah, blah, blah. So people have good intentions, but more often than not, circumstances come along, you know, the storm comes, the challenge comes, that this happens, and all of a sudden it's like, well, I'll get to that later. Intentional spirit, when circumstances come that threaten or are wanting to get in the way of their intentions, they become more. They become more determined. They become greater seeking answers. They know they may not know the answers to everything, but The answer is within, and they will continue to move forward. Those are the type of guests that I love to have on the show. And none other than today, I have with us today John Moreski, and he is the author of Dream Mechanics. And John, welcome to our show today. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much, Temple. Um, I want to thank you for having me. I, I greatly appreciate it. Well, we're just all in celebration for having each other. What are we going to say about that? <laughs> we're just glad we're here. Yeah, yeah, we're glad we're here, and um, and we're we're honored to be part of just a, a wonderful ongoing community. And we have so many people joining us from Facebook Live. I would urge you if you would share the video, we'd greatly appreciate it. And also, I want to encourage those of you to have questions and have comments. That's the reason I like to do Facebook Live is I get to, it gets to be like live time, real time, and knowing what interests you or if you want the author to elaborate. So, John, as we, as we delve into our time together today and we're just letting it unfold um, naturally, um, what, uh, what would you say are some of the, the main points in your life that have changed you, that have made you be more intentional with your work and and with your uh, energy? Well, I think, um, Temple, just the word intentional uh, deserves a little bit of discussion. Um, You know, 
there was a turning point in my life, I would say, around uh, the time I turned 30, uh, where I began to become more deliberate, more conscious, more knowing, and wanting to just live in a way that was more intentional. And what I mean by that is to deliberately live in a way that benefits and serves us, uh, that makes us live life and look at life in a positive way, and living that truth each and every day. Um, there's a saying that I, I like to tell people when they speak with me is, I go to bed happy and I wake up happy. And I deliberately say that every single day, and that's exactly what manifests. Um, you speak of the turning points in my life. I would have to say um, around 2008, I was blessed to go down to South America and work with a shaman in Peru and tour Machu Picchu and the Amazon jungle. And uh, that specific two weeks uh, in Peru had a profound effect on my life and how I was going to live in a more intentional way. And uh, I would also like to mention, I'm sorry, go ahead. I, I want to uh, certainly ask any more specifics about that, but I just wanted to ask you what month were you there? I was there, um, I would say it was March of 2008. Okay, I was there in August of 2008. So I thought, well, oh. what, we always have to ask those questions because you, you never know. So uh, back to you, what, what would you say were, um, what were some of your takeaways from, from that, that trip? I know I, I had many, but what are yours? So uh, for me, I came together with a group of people from all over the world. There were 12 of us. Um, I was the only American there. Uh, there were individuals from uh, Lebanon, uh, from England, from Australia, um, and as, as well as South America. So I think just the unification of people in a very yes. humane humane way, the you know, thinking as the, the race as a planetary race and not as a divided countries or divided continents, I really went into that trip with a feeling that I was among other individuals who looked at the world in a more global way and a more um, humanitarian way. And through that experience, um, working with the shaman, I um, was able to really release the fears that we are conditioned to have throughout our lives, things that have happened to us in our childhoods, uh, traumas we've endured throughout our life experience, but really eliminating the fear that holds us back from really achieving whatever it is we wish to achieve. Um, those two key points are something that really resonated with me during that trip. Oh, that's well. That's a, a powerful reality awareness, isn't it? And um, it, it seems to me, as best as I can tell, with my um, willingness to share my opinion, and as humble as it may be, <laughs> I may be being facetious a little bit. I think that many of us get to a place that we just recognize that we're global, that we are part of the world endeavor. You know that it's about all of us, uh, all living things. And I, I also think that we also understand 
that in consciousness, if we do something in Wyoming, it affects Texas. If we do something in Mississippi, it affects California. If the butterfly moves its wings in Australia, it's felt here. And so there's a clarification, really, that every energy field that we put something into, um, whether it's the book that you have done that's going to impact people globally, no matter where it lands or who or what it touches, it will continue to grow and it will continue to build. That's a very, that's a very powerful knowing when, when that can be um, one's takeaway, you know, and, and just that uh, huge awareness of that. It, it reminds me when you're talking, it reminds me of uh, the pilgrimage that many of us took uh, to John and God. That was too, where people come from all over, all over the world gathering in this sacred place with the intention for something to be different, you know, and out of that, just it, it changes you for, for the rest of your life. It's, um, it, it's something that you will, you always remember and, and draw from. So during that period of time in your life, you, you got really clear that you were going to have laser focus and that you were going to use your efforts and your energies for the betterment of, of um, humankind, correct? Yes. I, um, you know, that experience opened me up uh, spiritually. Um, it opened me up as a person uh, having uh, outlook that we're all on a journey. Uh, this is a tremendous life experience that we get to have, each and every one of us. And yes. the, perspective, the perspective that we have on whether that is, how that experience is going to unfold is, is truly up to us. And uh, we, take, we play a major part in co-creating with the universe uh, to really ultimately create our reality, everything we want to see and everything we want to do. We have that ability. And um, I'm just very grateful that I've, been able to explore and go to some places and have some wonderful pilgrimages, like you mentioned, that have just added some more substance to um, this journey and and who I am. Well, to me, that's one of the greatest advantages of uh, traveling from time to time is it gets you out of your environment, your culture, your habits, your regular, that you can, I mean, we know that grace is upon us all the time. We know the signs are coming our way all the time, but there's something about when we're out of our comfort zone and we're out of our element, we can see them more clearly or we're looking for them more, but it, it definitely make, makes a difference. Um, when did you decide to write the book? And I want to uh, tell everybody listening and welcome all of you from all over the world that we are following the website dreammechanics.org. And we are talking today with the amazing um, John Moreski. So here we are. So when did you uh, get moved or feel, you know, when you decide to write a book, it's not an easy endeavor. It's a big commitment. Uh, did you find it or did it find you? Um, as everything, the universe placed me at the right place at the right time. And uh, Temple, I feel that, um, you know, a lot of people have approached me about writing a book. Um, it, it was a lot easier than it may have appeared to be. And it's an extremely therapeutic process. Uh, for me, it occurred last year. 
uh, I had the um, the uh, feeling that it was time that I had qualified, I had the knowledge to share, and the circumstances in life created themselves for me to literally put me in a place for me to write for five months uh, with my thoughts, just myself, pouring out everything that I've experienced and the things that have happened for me. Um, and just like anything else in this life, the universe creates those moments for us. And the book manifested physically into this reality um, within a matter of months. It was magical. Well, explain to me the title of the book. I know it's understood, but I want to hear it from you. Uh, Dream Mechanics. Was that your was that your choice? And what does that you know, mean? Thank you, Temple. It's here's what I want to say. Dreams are meant to be fulfilled. We must fulfill our dreams. When I started to write the book, I believe in things happening organically. Ideas were coming to me. Concepts were coming to me. Uh, the way that the book developed itself just all kind of happened very organically. Dream Mechanics, a practical guide to creating your reality, is truly a grassroots effort uh, to facilitate ideas that we want to incorporate into our lives that help us create our reality. So if you think of the word mechanics, um, you think about uh, the components of things and how things fit together. Um, and I wanted to um, develop a, a book that put different epiphanies in place, just like the mechanics of anything for that matter, and those epiphanies would help the reader create the dreams that they wish to fulfill. Yeah, that's very powerful. And so you, you're, um, you feel that from everybody's perspective, I mean, I like to use the statement, um, your dreams are waiting on you to come true. I, I like to use that instead of my dreams or, or um, yeah, I'm waiting on my dreams to come true. Um, because so many people, I think, live in that paradigm. I'm waiting on the this to happen because when it happens, I'll be better. Or I'm waiting on this out there to happen because I'll be happier or I'll be more successful or I can be an entrepreneur then or whatever. And it, it's a delayed response. It's actually like, I don't know, it feels like stagnation for me. And that was the epiphany that I had, John, is that I had to change that. You know, yes, I believe like you do, all dreams are meant to come true or we wouldn't have them. Right? And, and fortunately for us, sometimes they're, they turn out to be bigger than we thought or imagined. But also to keep in the rhythm of it, the moving forward, the motion, the endeavor, the evolution of it, it's like for me, it's my dreams are waiting on me to come true. So it's a continuation of, of that involvement and that engagement on my part and others to keep moving forward as if and what interchanges need to be made with me. So anyway, I, I thought I would throw that in that you would like that. <laughs> it's, no, it's, it's, it's beautiful, statement. Temple. It's, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. So um, 
you give several practical um, solutions and ideas. So let, let's delve in, uh, continue to share some of your thoughts about dream mechanics. Because you got a great okay. listening audience today. There's lots of people with you, and uh, you have uh, some great, great people's ears tuning in. All right, so um, just a little bit of gratitude uh, before I kind of get in there. Temple, again, I want to thank you um, for providing this platform uh, for individuals to share knowledge and to share uh, whatever it is they're putting out there for individuals to benefit from. I think it's amazing. Um, I want to thank Andrea Dudley, your executive assistant, and uh, also Dr. Arun Gandhi, who I am very, very privileged to follow up uh, from your guest of last week. Um, just to know that I'm following up from the grandson of Gandhi is pretty amazing and just very, um, very apropos for everything that I've kind of written in my book. Um, who does that happen to but those who deliberately want it to happen for themselves. So um, I also want to thank all the listeners that you mentioned because uh, all of you that are out there, I have a message to share. I have... Uh, thoughts and ideas to help, and uh, I, I really feel fortunate to be put, put in a place to share those ideas with all of you. So that being said, the book is a blueprint uh, for fulfilling our dreams. It lays out the foundation or the groundwork to create the reality you wish to see through 34 personal epiphanies that I've had on my journey. Um, just like a building, any structure for that matter that you may see in a city, uh, we can reach incredible heights with a good, strong foundation. This book is meant to provide that foundation. It's meant to provide uh, and the initial layer to build upon the reality you wish to create. And these epiphanies are really delicate but they really resonate with individuals uh, regardless of where you are on your journey. That's the feedback that I'm getting from individuals who have read the book. Uh, it makes me excited. I'm excited about it. I'm excited to share it with the world. But it really is a good starting point to really start to dive in to ourselves and getting back to that place where we fulfill the dreams that we've had through our lives as children, as young adults, and something happens along that way that we lose sight of them, this book is meant to bring us back to those dreams and bring us back to what it is we want to have happen to us in this life. That's what it's meant to do. I love your, I love your power behind it, and I love your commitment behind it. it it, it already sets it in motion of not only being tremendously successful, which in many ways it already is, but it kind of lays that groundwork of, of expectation. Um, there's a, another author that at some point I want to connect you with, uh, Chandra Alexander in Tampa Bay. She's known as the uh, female Dr. Phil. She does a lot of work about reality and, uh, you know, those kind of things. And, I love what she says about the distinction with epiphany, and I love that you're talking in that in that way, an epiphany. And she says, you know, that an epiphany is different than an aha. You know, she said, because an aha, and when you have that aha moment, if you 
if you don't do anything with it, it's like a glorified uh, happy hour. Whereas an epiphany will actually offer you the possibility of having a tremendous paradigm shift. And that's the difference. You can have that paradigm shift that puts you into a whole different place of awareness that you can clearly see um, what's, what's meant to be. So, um, well, I'm excited about the book because to have 34, now that, that's a big number, like bring it on, bring it on. <laughs> and I know our, <laughs> listeners, our listeners are intrigued about that too. It's like, wow, you might need to go away for a while if you're going to be having, you know, all of those. And I, I mean that in a, the most respectful way. That's, that's, uh, it's a great claim. And I, I have no doubt that that, that is so. I, I love the strength uh, that you carry uh, with your work, your confidence, your competence, because um, it doesn't always come through with people. So I really, I just really want to acknowledge and to and to honor uh, that about about you as well. So um, let's get into um, however many you want to share or whatever time will will take us. But give us some some teasers. I know that people will go on and. Order the book, download the book, but um, let's uh, let's get into the throes of the dream mechanics, please. Awesome, um, and thank you for your kind words, Temple. That uh, really means a great deal to me. Um, I I do appreciate you for um, sharing that because uh, that's what it's about. It's about um, positivity and and sharing good feelings with one another to lift people up and to inspire others. And just in that little statement, I've hit on two epiphanies that are in the book, one of which is positivity um, and living in a way that's positive, um, smiling at people for no apparent reason, just to look at an individual that you may see uh, could be a stranger on the street that's not having the greatest of days and, and it's just written all over their face and in their energy when you pass them and just simply giving them a smile you can see an individual light up, literally, right before our eyes. Um, and that can make all the difference for a person. So it's little things like that. It's living in a way that's positive. It's living in a way that's upbeat. It's looking at life um, and as the glass half full. I mean, but we can say those things, but really, truly expressing that positive feeling and the way you speak and the way you carry yourself that will make all the difference in the world. That is one of the mechanics in fulfilling your dreams. Having that positive um, mojo about you will help make the dreams manifest that much faster. Um, so that's one of the epiphanies, and, and I think for me one of the most important because I came from a place um, as a, as a younger child, that may not have necessarily been the most positive of places. I've come from very humble beginnings, um, and being positive is a state of mind. We can literally change our feelings um, by being in a higher state of joy, being in a higher level of consciousness, carrying ourselves in a way that... Um, it really spreads love. People can feel it. It's palpable. They can even see it. Um, so being positive, uh, a very big epiphany for me uh, going into dream mechanics, it's something that has really shifted my life um, in so many wonderful, amazing ways. Uh, and then I'll also touch on another epiphany 
because what I really want to do with this book is inspire others. That was the main intention of this book was to share knowledge and inspire others to live a life that is fulfilling. Um, so inspiration is another epiphany in the book. Um, and what I want to do with that is really uh, put forth a, an idea that not only can we inspire ourselves, but we can inspire others. And I look at individuals who are really doing amazing things with their lives and really living their dreams, and they're not only inspiring themselves, but they're inspiring others. And if I can be in a place to have that very, very special gift, that, to me, is one of the greatest reasons for living because it's such a small, very simple act that a lot of people overlook in today's world because there's so much going on. But through inspiration, we can change each other. We can change everything that's going on around us. And I'm just really blessed to even be able to share material that can hopefully inspire others. Um, and that's another very powerful epiphany in the mechanics of fulfilling your dreams. Be an inspiration not only for yourself, but be an inspiration for others. Lift others up. Volunteer in places, um, whether they be at homeless shelters, where it be teaching English to um, uh, foreign uh, students. Um, anything that can put you in a place of uh, inspiring people that may not necessarily have all the tools that we're blessed to have every single day, that's a way to make your dreams happen even faster. Um, I'm proof of it. It's uh, how I came about writing this book. Um, it's just another very amazing epiphany that I, I think uh, can really serve all of us. Yeah, that's very, that's very powerful. Let, let's delve into some of those a little bit deeper. And um, I, I love the idea that, you know, when we're talking about, you know, the idea of the epiphany in your book, Dream Mechanics, about, about being positive and you know, it's kind of like the thing of, you know, someone saying, you know, I'm a positive person, and, and yet in the appearance it's like, you know, but you're keeping it all to yourself. <laughs> you know, when in my uh, speaking coach days, you know, we would say things like uh, making sure your face is saying what you're saying and, um, you know, making sure that you kind of act out that part. And, and we would say, if you're so happy, you know, why haven't you shown your face? And um, what I love about what you're talking about is being positive. It's like the simplistic ideas about that is is to exercise that when you're on social media. That's helpful. But it's those simple things. You know, it's uh, when you're in a restaurant uh, treating your waiter or your waitress that they are equal to you. It's uh, being in a space of being when you're going into a role as being treated by a customer service person to know their name to treat them that you too could be in the role that they're in. And there's this, there's this, this entire different exchange that is about a layer of being a positive person that with every encounter that you're having through the course of the day that you are saying in those incidents, in those moments, you matter, you know, and on the collective, what's happening here. 
here matters. And, and it does. It, it makes a, a really big difference. Um, I know that uh, a number of people are tuning in, and you had mentioned um, uh, Dr. Arun Gandhi earlier. Um, we're not going to highlight today within our show, we're not going to talk about um, the events that happened on Monday, the horrific events that happened with Las Vegas, but I am going to be posting later, and um, John, um, tune in on Facebook later. I'm going to uh, do a video where I was actually with Arun Monday on his grandfather's birthday, and we actually did a video as we were responding to the events that happened on Monday. But today we're sticking with the topic for you, and um, we're talking about these essence, these epiphanies that we can have, you know, of how to be how to be positive and how to be unwavering in the strength of knowing that with whatever it is that's working out and working through, either per- personally or on the collective, that it will be for the better. You know, it'll be for the better. So I love what you're saying about you start the day with, I am a happy person, and you end the day with, I am a happy person. And therefore, you're putting that in may- in your consciousness that's what you're delving into, you know, throughout the course of the of the day. And positiveness becomes it, it becomes the part that develops and shapes the character. You know, I think there's some people that identify uh, being positive based on circumstances. You know, based on yesterday was a good day versus positiveness becomes a way of life, not fakey, you know, not woo woo, not la la land. Um, you know, not the kind of positive that I could be when I used to be in the years ago before sobriety when I'd had a little too many shots of wine. Not talking about that kind of thing. We're talking about what becomes a a value, that it just is, it is how it is. It's like you start there. You know, you start with that core of your being, that at, at the core of my being, I am a positive person. There are circumstances that are always wanting my assessment, but ultimately, inside me, I I am a positive person, still valuing the preciousness of, of life. And that, when you're not a person driven by moods, you see so many people in our society today are living from a feeling capacity of the the constant attentiveness of moods. They come and they go. You know, they are, they don't. They are this and they're not. You, you know what I mean, John? I mean, but, I do. but but the core of positivity is unwavering because it's like your breath. It's like your deep, deep-rooted faith, your divine belief system that no matter whatever is around being shaken up, there's that essence and that, that knowing about you. Positiveness isn't, you know, well, you know, one day out of, out of, uh, out of seven, I, I seem to have had everything go my way. That's, that's uh, more of a behavior. We're talking more of a, uh, of a virtue. So um, we're getting um, a comment from uh, one of our listeners wanting to know, how do you know what your dreams are? And, um, you know, she's saying I'm 40 years old, and how do I know? You know, I mean, I, I don't seem to know what it is I want to do or be. Um, I know how I would respond to that, but, John, I want to I have your expertise. So 
I get all I get all excited to talk about that with her. How will she know what her dreams are? How is how does she align with if she doesn't know what she's doing or what to do? I love it. It's such a it's such a simple yet profound question. Um, but you know how we know what our dreams are? We know how our dreams or what our dreams are when we feel really happy doing whatever it is that we're doing. That's us living out our dreams. Um, most people think a dream is just, oh, I have a dream. I want to do this. But the dream is our life experience. And we can include a lot of things that we want to do in that dream but I think the essence of how I would answer that question is whatever is making you feel joyful, whatever is making you feel happy, those are your dreams. Now, if that may be um, a trip to some magical place in this beautiful world or a certain job that you like doing or a certain person that you love being around, your dreams are the experience that you have that makes you feel most happy and joyful. Those are your dreams. And then you can call it and label it whatever you want based upon whatever it is you want to bring into that dream, but the dream is happening all the time. And I want to be real clear with that, um, especially with the book, with Dream Mechanics. There's a wonderful, wonderful group of individuals called the Toltecs, and they they are here. And they are very much knowledgeable, have ancient knowledge that our lives are a dream, that the dream is happening right now as we're speaking, as we're listening, as we are doing whatever it is. And in the place that we're at right now, the dream is happening for all of us. And we can design that dream the way we wish to design it. So yeah, just... Just to answer the question, it's everything and anything that is bringing you into that happy, joyful place. And often, I think it is, uh, you know, it becomes like a buzzword, like purpose, that often people identify, if I'm fulfilling my dream or I'm fulfilling my purpose, they immediately go to, that means career. You know, that Mm -hmm. means something I'm compensated for, where they can be the same, or they may be an expansion of one of the other, but not necessarily, you know. And um, I love that you're bringing the Toltec wisdom into your into your work, into your reality, and and that part of it, it being the dream. I know that there's also a distinction that you stop looking for the thing, and you allow the thing to find you. Yeah, you know. And, and I I have found that to be much more effective and said, I'm, I'm going to go out and I'm going to go get the thing and I'm going to find the thing. And that thing is going to be whatever that thing is versus come on thing, find me. <laughs> I don't say it like that. I don't say it Bring it on. And for me, it might be uh, helping a dog find a home or helping a foster child find a family or, you know, it, it's those simple inner parts of joy that you feel that fulfillment that just gets you sizzling with that enthusiasm, you know, about that way to inspire, inspire others. 
So um, thank you for all your comments, uh, all of you that are writing them. And we're doing our best to keep up, but we appreciate your comments and appreciate you being engaged in our show today. So when you think of that fire, um, John, uh, we're talking with John Moreski. We are on the website dreammechanics.org. He is a shapeshifter. He is a believer in his work. He's been practicing uh, his knowledge from the roots of the deep uh, Andes um, in shamanism and Peruvian travels to bring forth uh, knowledge that give us those everyday epiphanies so that we can understand the mechanics of dream, dream reality. And I I love that you made that um, distinction uh, that we're in a dream right now. You know, we're... We're we're into past, future, and present time right now. That's that's what's happening. Um, yes, which, that thing is happening all the time. Yes. So anyway, Monica's saying that's very helpful, and uh, yes, and, and Monica, we we appreciate you so much because it will it will always find you if you're open, you know. And that's the thing is being open to what what does discover you and I think through that it's an inspiration more so to yourself of how how there's such a connection I, I think about um, one of my friends is listening uh, live on Facebook today and and she and I along with others we went on a tour to uh, Abidjanya Brazil and we were there to rest and be on retreat and do nothing you know just bask in that energy of healing and awareness and and growing as a student of life or whatever. And um, the dogs um, obviously knew we were coming (laughs) and decided that we were the kind of people that would respond to them. And they followed us, it seemed like, much more than they did everybody else. And so, John, we got on this mission, and um, we went on to bring nine dogs um, back to America. Wow. um, and, And place them. And that's what I mean when I say to you, Monica, it finds you. That was not what I set out to do. It's not my career. I don't just focus on that. But I, I nor does my friend Carol, but it was there. It was the thing that called our name. It had our name on it. We followed through. We brought the dogs back from Brazil. And then how it changed uh, my work forever is we have rescue pet adoption within our spiritual campus, and we have adopted out 215 other animals. Now, I did not set out to start a pet adoption agency in a spiritual community. That wasn't a dream of mine, but I responded to the one thing. And through responding to the one thing, it has continued to lead to other things. And my friend, Jennifer is also listening, and she helped a lot with that endeavor as well. So you respond to the thing that is calling you, and you never know where it's going to lead. And that's what I love about what you're teaching, John, because it's it's much more expansive than how you make a living. It's about how you give your living through the way you live. And that's very, very more. It's much more expensive, I think. You got me all wound up today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And just just in your story, Temple, if I if I may, just in your story that you were sharing with us, 
Um, you hit on two more epiphanies in my book. Uh, one, one being, um, it's just perfect. It just, just resonates, and that's what I love about what I've, what I've wrote about, is just your story about the dogs and going to Brazil. Um, I call that synchronicity. It's another epiphany in my book. It's not knowing why or how something is happening, but recognizing that it's happening, trusting, which is another epiphany in the book, that it's happening for a reason. And look what you did in the process rescuing those dogs. How, how much more of a beautiful way to live your dream personally than doing exactly what you did in Brazil. That's what I call synchronicity and not knowing uh, when something is going to happen, but seeing it and realizing it and how much of the beauty and love that came out of it by you rescuing those dogs. Another one I just want to hit on, uh, which is really important to me, is change. Uh, you mentioned change. Change is another epiphany in the book. Um, it's something that uh, most of us, uh, well, some of us have challenges with, but change is good. And change is what a lot of people are really after when they're trying to fulfill their dreams. Yeah, there's a little bit of change that goes along with it. Otherwise, you'd be living the same dream that you're living right now. You have to change a little bit internally and the way that you're thinking in order to make the dream change, in order to make the reality change. So that is a little requirement on our part. Um, while all these amazing things are happening for us in our dream, leading us to certain people, leading us to certain countries, leading us to nine dogs that we're going to rescue, it's that kind of thing that um, is really important for us to recognize so we can make that dream that much more beautiful. That's really powerful. I, I absolutely, I absolutely lost, love that. And uh, you're you're spot on with that. I mean, trust is trust is such a, a big thing. And um, I think often, you know, trust is a, it's like a muscle. You know, it's like um, being an athlete, and you know, you you just don't run in and lift immediately. Um, those 150 pound bars, you just you just don't do it. You build up to it, and uh, trust is something that develops more and more over time. That we we go out a little with a little sense of trust, and we then go out a little further. And I think, um, John, that often people don't understand because they put the immediately when they think of trust, they throw it out there on the table that it's about uh, trusting God. Uh, a god of something, or trusting um, an entity of something, or trusting a person about something. When, when really the muscle I feel, and that's why I was curious to talk to you about it. The real muscle, the trust muscle that I need, is that I can trust myself. Because when that muscle is staying fresh and developed, and I can trust myself. Then I'm in tune with the other elements of what's going on around me. I can trust my intuition. I can trust the thing that's trying to find me. I can trust the nudge, you know, that's coming my way. And so it allows me great strength then because too many people spend time projecting that their trust has to be out there and it's got to be fulfilled out there where you develop it really with you. So does that is that where we're headed? Do you resonate with that as well? Because that changed my life 
when I realize that a lot of times I may not be able to trust other people or an organization or what somebody said. They had good intentions, but they couldn't follow through. But at the end, I need to trust myself. I love it. If I can just add to it, um, epiphany number 23 in dream mechanics is trust. And what I say about trust is this. Trust everything and trust everyone. But most importantly, trust yourself. What happens to us in our life experience is we get uh, misguided and we start to question our trust and we start to um, doubt our trust. And somebody um, once said to me that doubt, ki- doubt is what kills more dreams than failure ever will. So that trust is a really, really important epiphany to have. We've got to trust in, uh, in what's happening for us and trust in the messages that we're receiving internally. Um, that's what happens to us is that gets something happens along the way, along our journey. We have some weird experiences and our trust starts to uh, really fade away. I'm saying get back to that place where you trust everything like you did when you were a child, when you were a kid, when the world was so big and so extraordinary and so amazing. Get back to that place and start living that way again now because I look at it like this. Whether you see something as a good experience or a bad experience, it really doesn't matter as long as you trust because either way, if you trust, then it's all good. You see, that's what I'm saying. Trust makes things, um, it doesn't label something this or that. Regardless of what's happening, it's happening for your best interest no matter what. And if you trust in that, you're going to live your dream. You're going to fulfill your dreams in ways that you can only imagine. It is so very true. It is so very on point. But trust is such a huge and powerful epiphany, and I'm so glad that we're talking about it today. It's a big one. It, you know, it, it, it really is. It's, 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 very, it's very significant and very huge. Um, we're talking today with John Moreski, and his website is dreammechanics.org. He is an immensely um, wise human being. He studied various cultures. He's been to seven continents. And, um, and, John, we even have people responding and putting in the comments that they already are buying your book. So um, <laughs> there you go. They want to get started on this 34 epiphanies. Um, my friend Rick just said, oh, yeah, I'm already on there. I've already, I've already bought it. And, I, you know, he's a medium and a psychic, so he already knows how good it's going to be, and that's why he's buying it. So that's a huge compliment to you right there, see? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, it's just, um, I, you know, I, I said it from the first moment we started talking that there, there's something um, very solidified about you, that you are grounded and standing in your, in your, in your space, and, um, and what a life you have ahead of you. It's just really, really impressive, and it's so, it's so refreshing today uh, to be having this connection, this conversation that we're coming into the now moment about virtues and epiphanies that are important to us um, that reiterate that we all just keep moving on. We keep moving forward. Uh, we're doing our work and we're taking action too. We're not being aloof 
to what is going on in the world. We're putting feet on our, our treatment and on our prayer work. We're doing things. But at the same time, we're continuing to still develop uh, by being an inspiration and by being uh, role models and by living throughout some of the epiphanies that that you were talking about. So um, give us a, another one and let's uh, tune into that one a little bit, John. We talked about number 23. Um, you have 34, so give us another one. I think uh, the one that comes to me just as you're speaking is the one that I added uh, towards the end of the book. So initially, the book was going to have 33 epiphanies. And for whatever reason, um, the universe uh, presented me with a very, very powerful one that I'd love to um, touch on with you and your guest, Temple. And that epiphany is choice. A very, very powerful one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of powerful, isn't it? You were going to do 33, but well... There was a choice to do 34. There you go. So choice. So what does that mean to you, John? So choice um, really puts us back into a place of, um, I would say power, um, only because what happens is most people um, look at their current state of circumstances and they forget that they always have a choice. We always have a choice to choose. Whatever we're doing right now, right now, wherever you are, you're choosing to be there. Wherever you're sitting, whatever you're looking at, that's your choice. Choice is one of the most powerful gifts as humans we have. And knowing and having that realization and that epiphany, that illuminating thought that we have choice moves mountains. It changes everything. It changes the whole game, okay? Choice gives us the power to put things back into perspective and to make the dream the way we wish to see it. It is a major mechanic of dream mechanics knowing that we have a choice. And choice is just something I, I just, I want people to realize that for me, starting this conversation with Temple today, the turning point in my life was re-realizing that I have a choice. And once I had that, once that came to me, thank goodness it did, everything changed, all for the better all for the good, because I realize that choice is up to me, and I get to choose every single day what it is I want to do and what it is I want to see and how I feel, most importantly, how I feel every single day. I love that. And, um, and John, as you were saying uh, about midway in the show that you really enjoyed so much listening to Arun Gandhi, I'm going to leave you with the thought that that he said on Monday, and I, I just really, it was very powerful. He said that so many people in our society today are concerned with their Bill of Rights and, you know, and put so much energy into that. But we really want to put our energy into the bills of our responsibilities. And that's exactly what you're talking about is being responsible um, with everything that you hear you know, that you're stating, that you're speaking, that you're sharing, that you're writing. Um, there is that window. There's that 
small second within that, uh, often prior to saying it, of remembering that even what is coming out of your mouth, <laughs> that you have a choice about what you're saying and why you're saying it and what it really means and if it is still true. If it is still true. And um, and that's a that's a huge thing. And I, I know one of the, the biggest things that, you know, people are kind of feed off each other is how busy they are, you know, and I just I just refuse to get involved in that that martyrdom kind of conversation. It's like because uh, you do you have a Google calendar, you're the one that schedules your calendar. You know, if you have 12 kids, well, you know what causes that. You know, I mean, what are you going to do? You still get back to somehow I was involved. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's like we say whenever I say there's an issue, what I recognize that's in common with the issue is that that I am there. John, you are a wonderful guest. You have brought out the best in me, and I thank you for that. I've had so much fun today, and, and, and more than that, just the, the seriousness of your intention. It, it's meant a lot, and I, I want to have you come over to the campus. I'd love to see you do something here. It was just very, very powerful uh, being with you today, and um, I want to give a shout-out to all of you listening, and thank you, and because of you, we're featured all over the world. We really appreciate it. Thank you for sharing the video and staying in touch. And remember, yes, remember John Moreski at dreammechanics.org. John Moreski, dreammechanics.org. Yes. Can I, make, can I just make a few mentions before we go? You have a minute and a half, so go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, first, I'll just say, just right when you were finishing, you touched on truth. Um, coincidentally, and there are no coincidences, truth is another epiphany in my book. Um, from that, I want to say a very special thank you to the St. Pete community. Um, you all have embraced my book. You have all have embraced me. I have been meeting some amazing individuals uh, within this community, and I'm very grateful. I want to thank the Kava community. The Kava community has been tremendous in uh, welcoming me and welcoming my book and believing in me and what I'm writing in my book, specifically Jill, Jill at Mad Hatters, Kevin, Brian, and Jamie at Muddy Water. And I just want to leave you all with, I'll be doing a discussion and a signing of my book October 15th. It's Sunday, October 15th at 2 p.m., and that'll be at Haslam's Bookstore. Ray over at Haslam's Bookstore, he's been amazing, and he is allowing me to come in and do a discussion and a signing um, at 2 p.m. on Sunday, October 15th. That's 2025 Central Avenue right here in St. Pete. Awesome. Well, thank you, John. We appreciate it, and God bless all of you on this amazing journey. We call life all of you intentional spirits. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Temple. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, 
go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehays.org. As human beings, we have been granted quite a bit of power. One of the greatest powers that we have is the power of choice. We can choose to react to situations and to people in any way that we like, and it has tremendous effect on our lives and our world. There is a spiritual law that states, thoughts held in mind will produce after their kind. Simply put, our thoughts can create our worlds. And it's quite possible to change the total direction of our lives by simply changing the way we think, by choosing to see life differently. If you're unhappy with the direction your life is headed, remember, you can change it. You've been given the power of choice. Learn how to choose it wisely. This message has been brought to you by the Association of Unity Churches International. To find a Unity Church near you, visit www.unity.org. Have you ever considered that everything you think, say, and do is a prayer to the universe? What would your life be like if you activated the power of yes? Join Reverend Beverly Molander and her exciting guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how they activated the power of yes in their lives, their communities, or even the world. If they can do it, you can too. Listen to Beverly Molander and her guests live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Affirmative Prayer, activating the power of yes. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you might feel so alone with your problems, you don't know where to turn. We invite you to call Silent Unity, the 24-7 prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you every day at any hour. Listen and relax as you hear the beautiful words affirm the highest and best outcome for you and those you love. No matter what's going on in your life, Silent Unity is always standing by. The toll-free number is 1-800-NOW-PRAY. Be sure to grab the latest issue of Unity Magazine and read the interview with Ram Dass, the iconic spiritual leader of the 60s. He's now focused on how to age consciously. Spiritual author Thomas Moore reflects on grumpy old men and women. And Barbara Bowen writes a touching story about her experience as a caregiver to her mother with dementia. To subscribe to Unity Magazine, go to unity.org and click on Publications. Where can you hear some of the great spiritual speakers of our day? All in one place. At Unity Village, the evening of October 18th, when the Association of Global New Thought comes to campus. Prepare to be inspired. Hear powerful presentations from Michael Beckwith, Roger Teal, Donna Johnson, Wendy Craig Purcell, Temple Hayes, Ken Gordon, David Goldberg, Kevin Ross, and Unity CEO Jim Blake. If you can't be there, watch on live stream. Visit unityvillagechapel.org. 
Did you know you can reach Unity's 24-7 prayer ministry online? You don't even have to give your name to know the prayers have begun for you or those you love. Someone has been praying around the clock at Silent Unity since 1890, and every request is taken into prayer for 30 days. Why not let us pray with you, too? To submit your prayer request to Silent Unity online, go to unity.org and click on prayer or call 1-800-NOW-PRAY. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us, and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.